rich man, but she looks down, you know, feeling sorry for myself. And I said, okay, you know, one ditch effort, I'm gonna look up in the sky and maybe get a sign, see if I'm making a mistake. And all of a sudden, the seagull takes a dump right in my eyeball, man. If that ain't a sign, I don't know what is. <laughs> hey, man, you lost? Oh, you can't sleep. I hear that. I can't sleep either sometimes, you know, the voices and all. Hey, listen, I know this cat. He might be able to help, man. Here, here, hold this. He has these, like, fables. He tells stories, man. Like a storyteller. Yeah, that's it. A storyteller. You ever had your folks read you a bedtime story? Maybe he'll rock you to sleep. Do you need a pillow? Hey, man, follow me. I I'm gonna introduce you. This cat, man, <laughs> you're gonna love him. He told me this story, man. It, <laughs> it, wow, it blew my mind. It's about this one cat who had some screwed up creatures as a, as a roommate or trespasser. And I, I don't know, man, it was trippy. You just gotta let him tell you. Hey, hey, here he is. Hey, minister, this is my friend. Just go with him. He'll take good care of you. That's right. He'll take care of you. Like he took care of me. I saw something in my apartment tonight. It's a small place. Two bedrooms, a small bath, and a conjoined living room and kitchen. Third floor out of five. I've lived there for two years and have never experienced something so surreal, so terrifying until tonight. I'd unlocked my front door when I got home, no doubt about that. I live alone, or so I thought, and I have very mediocre items in my house as far as monetary value. The TV only costs a few hundred bucks, and I can't imagine a burglar wanting anything more than that. But still, I lock my door every time I leave. A good habit ingrained in me since childhood. So I definitely unlocked it after my long shift of delivering pizza to the hungry folks in my town. I spend enough of my day smelling like garlic and parmesan, so generally I head straight to the shower when I get home. Tonight was no exception. That's where I was given my first taste of things to come. I was enjoying the hot water pouring over my body, lightly singing some pop song, horribly I'm sure, and lathering my hair with too much shampoo. I ducked my head into the cascade for a rinse, and when I pulled back, I froze. I listened for a few seconds in disbelief, and my heart pounded. I heard what I thought was a soft, raspy breathing. But low, like through nostrils. Urgently, I pulled back my shower curtain and poked my tripping head out. Hello? I shouted, my voice not nearly as confident as I'd hoped. There was no reply. I stood there for a moment, my hair dripping small droplets onto the faux tile of the floor as my eyes darted around the steamy room. Paranoid, I was sure of it as I slowly pulled my head back into the tub and closed the curtain. I was being silly. I'd gotten water in my ear or something, and it was playing tricks on my hearing. Still, I finished my shower quicker than ever. I was still on mega high alert as I toweled off and headed for my bedroom to dress. Everything was uncomfortable. 
from the way my room's door stood ajar to the way I felt when I turned my back to my closet. I felt watched. Again, I told myself that I was being dumb and that I'd made it over 20 years without running into a monster. Why the hell would I tonight? I quickly gathered my pajamas from my drawer and retreated to the living room. Maybe I'll sleep on the couch tonight under the safe glow of my TV, I thought, trying to soothe my electric nerves. I began to calm down as I threw on my clothes and flicked on the television. Its comforting glow filled the room and the high-pitched, nasally voice of Eric Hartman spewing something racist brought me out of my own head. I flopped down on the couch and ignored the show and opted to scroll through my phone. I liked solitude. Hell, that's why I chose to live alone. But still, it was a bit depressing doing all of my socializing from behind the screen. Nevertheless, I continued to scroll like the zombie that I am. I put it down after a few moments of mind-numbing boredom, but at least it served its purpose and gotten my mind off what I thought I'd heard. I turned my attention to the TV and felt drowsiness begin to rear its head. I was on the verge of drifting off when the episode ended. The screen went black after the credits, preparing to play a commercial, but in that moment of darkness, I felt my heart start to race and my eyes widened. I saw myself in the mirror-like reflection of the screen lying on the couch. I saw the dark doorway leading to the bedrooms beside me and the tall, pale figure standing in the threshold. They say that when something makes you panic, a fight-or-flight instinct is triggered. Guess my instinct is flight, as before I knew what was happening, my phone was in my hand and I was rushing toward my front door. I grabbed my doorknob, flicking the lock as I did, just as I heard the approaching me from behind. I hurriedly pulled open the door, and when I turned to jerk it shut, I caught a glimpse of the thing. A gaunt, towering monstrosity. Its hairless, angular body was as white as a corpse. I glanced up and saw that under its bald brow, it, it, it had my face. A horrific, lifeless version of me stared back. Its face twisted and contorted into a nightmarish mirror of my own horrified expression. That horrified breathing assaulted my ears as I yanked the door closed as fast as I could, but not quickly enough to prevent one of its elongated arms from reaching out to me. A single, long finger grazing my cheek as it jerked the limb back before the door separated the being from me. I panted as I watched my doorknob begin to jiggle and wasted no time turning toward the descending staircase. To my horror, as I bolted past them, every one of my neighbor's door handles started to spastically shake as well. Thankfully, none of them opened until I reached the first floor. It was the door of the landlady, the sweet old woman I paid my rent to for years, and it was out of my way. Still, I couldn't help but look and see. She was much shorter than the thing that had been in my apartment and possibly could have passed for the real thing had it not been for her bright pink skin, bald head, and elongated arms. She stepped from her door and lumbered toward me, but I was already pushing through the main door of my building. I wish I had the foresight to grab my keys as my bare feet collided with the small pebbles of the parking lot's asphalt. I dared not slow, however. Instead, I ran. I pushed on despite the stabbing pain in my feet until I reached the nearby 24-hour restaurant. As I neared the neon glow of the popular fast food chain, I realized my phone was still in my hand. I threw a look over my shoulder and saw that I wasn't being followed. I allowed myself to slow to a walk, trying to calm my nerves as I dialed the police. It rang several times before a voice took over. A stoic, almost robotic voice answered. As I entered the eatery, I took a deep breath and calmly, 
quietly explained that someone was in my apartment and I needed police assistance right away. I thought I'd save the monster part until the officers arrived, so the thought that I was a prank caller wouldn't hinder anything. The voice on the other end of the line asked. Something seemed off with their speech pattern. They hadn't changed their tone, nor had they once used a contraction. Nevertheless, I told them the address of my apartment building as I crossed through the lobby and headed for the restroom. A moment of silence from the woman on the phone, and I swear I could almost make out some sort of whisper through my receiver before the voice returned, just as I entered the restroom. The woman said abruptly before being replaced by a dial tone. A gas leak? It couldn't be that simple, could it? No, no. I'm sure of what I saw. What I heard. Besides, even if that had been the case, I made no mention of anything crazy. My claims of a home invasion had been entirely within the realm of a possibility. The police would check that out. Gas leak or not, right? As I paced along the cool tiles of the restroom, trying to wrap my mind around what was happening, I looked up and saw my reflection in one of the mirrors. A small, red scratch sat on my cheek where the creature had touched me. I made up my mind at that moment. So here I am, sitting at the restaurant with a cup of water I ordered. Can't afford anything more than that considering I left my wallet back at the apartment. I can't tell if the weird looks I've been getting from the employees and patrons are because I've been sitting here for over an hour and only ordered water, or if their eyes are moving over me because of other reasons. My phone is dying, but I need to know. Is anyone else dealing with this? Do any of you know what is going on? Please, if you do, let me know. Thanks for listening to Something's in My Apartment. Intro voices by Jonathan Rickard. Intro music by Kevin MacLeod. Narration and all production by Minister Sinister. Story music by Peter B. Helland. Don't forget to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, TuneIn, Facebook, and Instagram, or on the web at ministersinisterpo.wixsite.com forward slash ministersinisterpc. Thanks for listening, and we'll scare you in the next episode. <laughs>